Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and I am back in my podcast room. Unfortunately, there's a lot of echo in here because we put tile down and uh, I'm going to have to do something about that. I knew there was going to be echo, I just didn't know how much because it's a pretty decent sized room. But I, I on my test runs, I heard quite a bit of echo. So hopefully I've kind of dampened that down a little bit and you guys don't hear it. Or when you, if you do hear it, you... St- you know, ignore it, you know, kind of fades away into the background. Anyway, let's get to things I like. The things that I like are not working on my house. Uh, Every week, every time I go to work, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have so much less to do when I get home. And every time I come home, there's way more to get done than I thought. Um, I'm really happy. I didn't put the tile down, but I did all the rest of the work myself. And I'm very happy this whole process is done because it, I don't, I haven't, uh, I haven't spent a lot of time with my kids because I've been doing all this stuff. I haven't really uh, opened my laptop to to spend any time with this show, which makes me feel guilty. Which is why I'm recording on a Monday at nine thirty at night. Um, I haven't spent really any time with my wife, so, and you know, it's stuff that needs to get done, but. I'm ready to be done with this whole process. And we are 90% there. I'm waiting on a few extra things to to come in this week. And those will probably get installed on Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving dinner. And um, I'm really looking forward just to be done with the whole process. So fingers crossed, everybody. Fingers crossed I'll be done this week. Uh, moving on, I would like to thank everybody who supports the show. Not only financially, the Patreon supporters, but everybody who sends me an email and either offers their advice or tells me something that I missed in an article or uh, sends an article that I may not have seen. I love all of that stuff. So everybody who sends those emails, thank you very much. Everybody who sends those emails and is a Patreon supporter, double thank you. Um, we have a a great group that listens to this show and I I'm, I'm feel very blessed and very privileged and it's Thanksgiving. I'm very thankful for every single one of you because... Uh, this show is much bigger than I've, I I expected it to be. I was looking at the numbers just before I started recording, and we've already doubled uh, last year's numbers, or more than doubled. I can't remember. Probably a little more than doubled. My brain's starting to, to get fuzzy. Um, but 
uh, for me, I only want to beat the previous year's uh, downloads. So uh, by more than doubling it, that's that's awesome. The amount of uh, weekly downloads for each episode has tripled. So because you know people are downloading back catalogs, there's somebody that recorded or several somebody's this week that recorded the very first episode of the show. I don't know why you would do that. It was terrible, but uh, thank you very much if you did that. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, anyway, I just want to say thank you, uh, that I'm thankful for you, and thank you very much for listening to this show and spending time with me and listening to me yammer on because it really does mean a lot. It's one of my bright spots in my week to be able to do this show, so... Um, even though sometimes you're like, oh, there's so much to do and I haven't even started yet. Uh, by the time it's all done, I, I just have this jolt of energy and, and, and I feel great. And then when I hear back from you guys, I even feel better. Even if it's constructive criticism, it doesn't matter. Like it, it all goes to make the show better. So thank you very much. All right, moving on. EV news that is not related to Tesla. I'm going to continue on what I did last week where I grouped things together and see how that whole thing works out. So, um, and all of the, all the articles will be in the show notes. So I'm not going to call anybody out because, um, in, in terms of publications or, or writers, um, because the, uh, I just kind of combined these all into one article or one segment and hopefully it kind of flows because before I didn't think it was flowing very good. So I put forth a little bit of effort to try and make everything flow a little bit nicer. So let me know what you think. I'm going to try it out for a couple more weeks and then I'll make a final decision which way we're going to go. Uh, but let's talk about VW first. VW has announced that two of the, the factories, their factories, are, they're going to produce electric vehicles, which shouldn't be a huge surprise. Here's a little bit of a surprise for me, though. In 2017, VW delivered 6.23 million cars. Now that's not VW Group, I'm pretty sure. That's just Volkswagen itself. Um, so I was like, man, that number just seems really small, especially for a company like VW, which sells a ton of vehicles. Uh, so I went through and I looked and uh, in 2017, Ford sold 6.6 .6 million vehicles, Toyota is 8.9, Chevy's 9.6, and Hyundai is 7.25. Of course, Tesla is 101,000. Um, but I thought, you know, Volkswagen's right in that ballpark, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm really shocked that the vehicle manufacturers sell to me seems like that few of vehicles. It doesn't seem like that many vehicles, but, um, I didn't look at everybody's, but they all seem to be in that general range. Um, out of that 6.23 million cars that VW sold in 2017 790,000 of them came from the Wolfsburg plant which from what I understand is very impressive um, but VW they plan on in increasing the output of the Wolfsburg plant to 1 million cars or vehicles per year and now that we're speaking of plants let's talk about let's talk about the Emden and the Hanover plant because uh, they're going to be transitioning to ice from ICE vehicles to EVs. The Hanover factory, uh, they're going to build conventional vehicles, which ICE vehicles, and the ID Buzz, 
model that starts in 2020. And if you don't remember, the ID Buzz is VW's microbus. So I'm really excited about that. Um, it's not clear if in 2022 they're going to stop building ICE cars there or if they're just going to build them alongside the article in one Part of the article, it sounds like they're going to stop building ICE cars. And the other part, it sounds like they're going to build both. So wasn't really sh sure 100%. Um, the Emden plant, they're going to build uh, EVs, small, small cars and sedans. But they're not only going to build for the VW brand, but other VW group brands like Audi and things like that. Um Interesting though, this Imd the Emden plant was built in 1964 and originally built Volkswagen Beetles. Um, all these plants are gonna that are producing uh, vehicles are gonna be based on the MEV platform. So what Vol Volkswagen's goal is is to meet economies of scale and leverage the platform, the MEV platform, to make the most amount of money humanly possible. And if you can think of what the economies of scale look like for Tesla for them to make, you know, they probably didn't have the most efficient quarter this last quarter, but they still made 315 ish million dollars. Can you imagine what Volkswagen looks like when it's running at maximum efficiency or near maximum efficiency for an audio manufacturer, you know, as, as best as you could get it, that number is significant in terms of profits. So, Good luck to you, Volkswagen. Uh, VW is also going to partner with SK Innovations for the battery cells. We talked about last week how VW is partnering with, trying to partner with Ford and a bunch of other um, companies out there to try to just get their EV efforts off the ground. SK Innovation, they're a huge energy conglomerate. They do renewables and fossil fuels. They deal in that. Um it's not, this isn't the only place that Volkswagen gets, they, they are partnering with LG and Samsung to get batteries from. It's very interesting because, you know, Tesla has everything in house, but Tesla's locked up a lot of the materials needed to make these battery cells. So for Volkswagen to get up and running and other manufacturers as well, they really need to partner with the companies that are currently doing this to source those battery cells and those components so that they can get cars out the door because Tesla is just eating all of that up. You know, the Gigafactory um, is about, I think they said it was about half. Don't quote me on this because I might be wrong on the numbers here because I'm just doing shooting this from the hip. But they're using about half or a little over half of all of the, or they're creating about half or a little over half of all of the lithium battery capacity, which is, you know, significant in the world. Um, but it's a very different approach, and uh, SK Innovations is going to help VW with its efforts, uh, North American EV efforts. So let's hope. Next up, NIO, or NIO, like I said, I always get this wrong. Uh, they're taking a stab at the battery swap stations. So they're building 18 battery swap stations along the G4 Expressway in China uh, with the goal eventually of 1100 battery swapping stations by 2020 in the country one of these stations is right next to a tesla supercharger so some are claiming that this is like a shot across the bow 
but I really don't think it's a shot across the bow. It just makes sense. Um, Tesla's probably done a lot of research as to where to put the supercharger and putting one right there might be a middle finger to Tesla, but it all might also just make sense. So, uh, but anyway, the company's co-founder and president said, with the support of our partners, we've dedicated ourselves to deploying our battery swap network in order to offer users a worry-free driving experience on China's highways. The deployment of our battery swap network on the G4 Expressway is the beginning of providing a charging experience beyond fueling. Now, I wish these guys luck because I like them very much. I think, although I haven't seen their vehicle in person, I think it's a great looking vehicle. Um, but I don't know that this is, I don't know that this is probably the best way to be spending their money. But again, I'm not, I don't work for them. But if you look at Tesla and some other companies, they really put their efforts into this battery swap thing. And then they're like, maybe we don't. It's kind of all just kind of faded away. Um, so let's hope that uh, Neo knows something or Nio knows something that these other companies don't. Because um, I would really like them to succeed. Now, I'll tell you a little bit why. But before I do that, uh, they told they sold a total of 4,900-ish ES8s in 2018. That's so far. They started production this summer. And they hope to sell 10,000 ES8s by the end of the year. Now, here's why I hope they succeed. I own a small amount of their stock. Very, very small amount. But I think it's important to tell you. It's also important to say that I'll still say negative things about a company, even if I do own their stock, because um, I don't have enough money in it to make a difference one way or the other. My life will still be the same, but I own the stock because I really like the company, not because I'm trying to make money. That'd be great, but I really like the company. Moving on to trucks. Um, another company that I can't pronounce its name, Rivian, Rivian, Rivian. We'll call it Rivian. Uh, they're ready to release their all-electric pickup truck, the R1T. The we got to really get some better names out there, folks. The ES8, the R1T. Um, man. Anyway, the company's been in stealth mode since 2009. I have talked about them on this show at some point because I remember the name. Um, but I didn't really know a lot about the company. Uh, they have a factory in Normal, Illinois. The truck specs, uh, we know a little bit about those. It's 200 to 450 mile range, depending on the battery size. And the battery star size starts at 80 kilowatt hours. Acceleration is 0 to 60 in 5 seconds for the base model, 2.8 for the high-end model. It's going to have level 3 autonomous driving. And the price range is going to be between fifty dollars and $90,000. Now, I think that this is a great price range. Uh, when I first started in the fire department that I'm working for now, I was talking to my captain. I had him as a captain for almost 10 years. So I was talking about electric vehicles, and he was saying, uh, never going to happen. I'll never own one. It'll never be successful. And an electric truck will never happen. Won't be able to pull what I need it to pull. Um, it just we won't have the range that I need. And, I mean, I chatted with this guy you know, all the time about electric vehicles. And he kept saying, it's never going to happen, never going to happen, never happen. The wonderful thing about uh, my former captain and a person I admire a lot is 
he is he is on uh, um when you first talk to him he's an i hate technology guy but then eventually he comes around and he gets tickled with technology he's in his 60s now um he told me he'd never own iphone now he is absolutely tickled with his iphone and loves uh the mapping feature and he only uses it for like three or four things but it loves it we had a conversation the other day when i was working overtime or he was working overtime on our shift and he was talking about uh electric vehicles and when they're going to come around and, and so that he could buy one for his company because he owns a little remodeling company um not remodeling like a re like when fires come through and they or when a house catches on fire and they come through and oh man my brain is gone they come through and they they fix it basically flooding that kind of thing and he does painting and a bunch of other stuff but and he makes a, a really nice living at it um he's a big ford fan so i think you'd rather have it as a ford but um you know the electric vehicle electric truck for him is becoming more and more appealing uh, because he spends a lot of money on fuel um he has to drag a generator with him some places you know it's just like it's a it's a mess um so it's something that even he's coming around to when you know he told me very early on he would never own an electric vehicle now it's looking like someday he might um anyway we really don't know what this truck looks like uh we should see something in early november or excuse me late november or sometime in december uh we just got a teaser video in kind of related news elon has hinted that the tesla pickup may be moved up the roadmap um, which makes a lot of sense because the EV truck market is really heating up and uh, Tesla doesn't want to get behind on that. They have a really nice mind share right now for electric vehicles. They need to jump on that, that truck market. All right, moving on to Tesla. Elon wants to partner with Daimler on a Mercedes Sprinter van. Uh, Mercedes is already planning on building a Sprinter van that's all electric. Um, not really sure what Elon's going to partner with on them with them because that's a van supposed to be out next year. So, you know, pencils are down for this version anyway. Uh, they're not going to be making any changes for the most part. Uh, but Tesla and Daimler have had, um, they've cooperated with each other in the past. Uh, Tesla provided the EV powertrain for the Mercedes B-Class, and one of our Patreon supporters has a B-Class and loves it. Um, and at that time, uh, when Tesla was providing these power chains, Daimler bought 9% of Tesla stock, and they bought it for $50 million in 2000, I think it was 2007 or something like that. Anyway, uh, that same money, that same stock sold in 2014 for 750 million, 780 million, excuse me, not a bad um, return on investment. But that's when Tesla stopped uh, providing the powertrains for these vehicles. Um, at first, I was like, well, Tesla uses Sprinter vans for their Ranger service, but I think they use, from the best that I can tell, Ford vans. I looked online to try and find this information out, and I wasn't able to confirm that for sure. But it makes sense if Tesla bought a bunch of Sprinter vans. You know, they'd want them to be electric, and uh, because they're trying to keep this narrative going forward about saving the environment and using electric vehicles. 
So it would be advantageous to Tesla and Mercedes for that to happen. Tesla is also um, partnering with auto auctions to move some of their used inventory. So it sounds like this is lease returns and trade-ins. So um, makes a lot of sense because trying to sell these used vehicles at the rate that Tesla's getting them, like they said, the trade-ins and the lease returns, it's probably a lot of people's full-time job to get that done versus just pawn those off onto auto auctions and let the auto auctions deal with it. Uh, let's see, GM, excuse me, GM, Nissan, and Tesla have all teamed up to fight the 200000 cap on the EV tax credit in the U.S. So Tesla's already obviously hit that limit. Um, but I've heard some people argue that this puts Tesla now at a disadvantage to their competitors who are now just entering the EV market in earnest. I find this to be complete nonsense. Everyone had the same cap. Tesla was a first mover, and now they have that huge percentage of mind share for EVs. Um, on, the other, on, on the other part of this, if someone wants an, an electric vehicle, but they want it to look like their current car, they're going to buy from that manufacturer. But if you want a, uh, a, if you want an electric vehicle that updates itself or updates, you know, because continually offering new features and things like that, then you're going to buy a Tesla. And it's okay if you buy, let's just pretend Chevy, the Chevy Bolt. And uh, it's okay to buy a Chevy Bolt. If you want to drive, buy a Chevy Bolt, Bolt, excuse me, it's not going to be a big deal. But if you want a Tesla, you're going to buy a Tesla. Um, and there are going to be cases where you settle, but in general, you kind of know which car you want. Uh, for the longest time, I drove Volkswagens. I would never consider a Mazda or a Chrysler because I loved Volkswagens. Now I own a Mazda and Car Chrysler, and they're both fantastic cars. Um, but in general, when it was time to buy a new car, I went to the Volkswagen dealership first because that's the kind of car that I like to drive. My wife, on the other hand, she prefers to be up high. She likes to have, you know... Uh, a lot of space and now we have kids so now we have two other vehicles that sit up high and meet her needs but that's okay I don't mind um, let's see how so yeah and and you know another part in this uh, why Tesla's probably not at a disadvantage is I don't think the vast majority of people that are buying an EV at this point even know that there is a tax credit. And if they do know that there's a tax credit, I don't think they fully understand it because me as a person who's been doing this for um, a little over two years now, I don't fully understand it. I don't know how um, someone who's just a newbie in the EV world is going to understand it. But having talked about that tax incentive and Tesla hitting it, we talked a few weeks ago that Tesla put a deadline, I think it's the end of October, that you needed to order your car by this date. Otherwise, you will miss out on the $7,500 credit. Tesla's moved that date now to the end of November, November 30th to be specific. Um, and the reason why is because, and I don't know, did I put this in here? Yeah, Tesla's acquiring um, some trucking capacity. Now we don't know if that really means they bought trucking companies because it sounds like they did, but uh, Tesla was very vague 
and Elon was very vague. So I don't know if they just bought a bunch of, like made a bunch of really awesome contracts with these trucking facilities or trucking companies to, to deliver these Model 3s. But they're trying to get out as many of the Tesla vehicles. They're trying to get as many Tesla vehicles to customers by the end of the year um, so they can take advantage of that $7,500 tax credit. Also, that allows Tesla to maximize some profit. Um, right now, Tesla wants to produce 7,000 Model 3s per week by November 28th, which you can kind of see where this is going. Um, they want to get all these vehicles to customers. They're providing the infrastructure to get them to customers. Now they just need to get the production up there to meet that uh, tax goal. And then on the other side, on the more lawyery lobbying side, they're working on um, getting that tax credit extended um, past 200,000. And we've talked about that in the past. Um, Elon has asked anybody who, in an email, Elon has asked anyone who knows of an issue that'll keep Tesla from reaching that 7,000 goal, Model 3 goal, to reach out to him because they want to be proactive in fixing those problems. And it sounds like, you know, Tesla's getting out of delivery hell. So, uh, good on them. Let's see. European Model 3s will come with a CCS charging port. Uh, this is uh, this is going to allow Model 3 owners to charge at more stations. And uh, Tesla's been equipping superchargers with CCS cables in Europe. So this is this is all good for for Tesla owners in Europe, especially um, come March or April. Model 3 owners, but it does look like speaking of owners in different countries that I don't live in. Uh, it looks like Tesla's going to start delivering the base Model 3 to China first, according to Clean Technica, and that looks like March or April, right around the time that they're going to start delivering those cars to Europe, the Model 3s to Europe. Let's see here. Tesla's building a giant building in Lathrop, California. It's going to be about 870,000 square feet. Some people are saying it's going to be a distri distribution center, which is, that's a huge distribution center. Um, but what if they build the Model Y, which I think is unlikely because they're going to be building a lot of Model y, Ys and that's not a very big building uh, for manufacturing. But what if they built the Roadster or the Semi there? That would make a lot more sense, I think. Um, let's see, last story here. Model 3 is having some issues with the cold and the issues specifically are with the door handles, the windows, and the charging ports. Uh, the door handles of the Model 3 are embedded inside the door. So you need to, you know, obviously with the hockey puck, you press on one side and it pops out and you pull. Well, what I didn't know is when you pull, the window slides down a little bit and allows you to open the door. I had, I had no idea. But because it's cold um, and sometimes that window is frozen, it doesn't always slide down. Now, Fred Lambert at Electric, he left his interior heater on for his car to try and uh, he, he, he experienced the same problem. He went out and tested and then he tried to uh, fix it by leave, you know, preheating the car and it didn't correct it. So um, I'm sure Tesla is going to have a solution as somebody who grew up in cold weather, weather, I grew up in Alaska 
And there were times when, you know, windows were frozen shut, car doors were frozen shut. All you do, you could typically open the car door. Um, but it was difficult to open. Uh, I'm familiar with all these problems that happen with cars in the cold. And it's just, that's what happens with cars in the cold. It, things get stuck that move. Things that get move. Things that move get stuck. It's a, um, it's just a hazard of living in a cold climate. So, but I'm sure Tesla will figure out how they're going to correct this issue. What I'm more concerned about living in Arizona and hopefully someday being a Model Y owner is I don't want to open that door. I don't want to touch that hockey puck when it's 113 degrees outside. You're going to burn your fingers off. Anyway, next time I see my neighbor with the Model 3 when she's driving by, um, I will make sure to ask her what um, how that worked for her, although she didn't get it until just a couple of weeks ago, so she may not have experienced it. Anyway, moving on, that's the end of the show. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I hope everyone in the United States has a great Thanksgiving. I fully plan on recording on Thursday. Sierra will be in town, so it might be a Sierra episode. Uh, but I plan on recording Thursday and releasing on Friday. But I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. And if you live in the United States, a wonderful holiday weekend with your family and lots of fun things and and love and joy and nobody shooting somebody else. Because uh, let's, let's give the shooting a rest, shall we? It's driving me crazy. It's hurting my heart, everybody. It's hurting my heart. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I will talk to you on Friday.